Hello, everyone, and welcome to And There You Go, a podcast about life. Whether you're hanging from a cliff by one hand or laughing your ass off, we'll cover it all. And now your co-hosts, Addie and Chad. Hello, Addie. Hey, Chad. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm, I'm just ducky. I don't know what that means, but it, it always <laughs> sounded positive. It, that is a positive. Hey, I want to give a shout out to some of our listeners out there that we've heard from. We've gotten some great feedback from some folks. So I'd like to say uh, thank you, Julie. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you to... To Isaac. To Isaac. and Mandy. Mandy and a whole Greg. bunch of other people. Thank you for your support, your kind words. We really appreciate it. Oh, our parents too. And our parents, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as, as you've listened to the, the episodes, uh, if you've followed us throughout uh, what we've got, 15, 16, 17 episodes out now, uh, something like that. I don't know uh, when this will fit into the sequence of things. Mm-hmm. But listeners will know that we kind of go on a roller coaster ride of topics, meaning some of them are really heavy, some of them are lighter. And, uh, you know, we like to try to mix that up. And we try to do that throughout the each episode itself, try to infuse a little bit of humor. And that's just natural between us. We right. have that that the uh, lightheartedness. the lightheartedness and and kind of uh you know you have to have that balance and so this episode is going to be kind of like that it's going to be a little bit lighter but i think it's really interesting because it didn't start out as light stuff necessarily no it didn't some of this stuff started out as pretty heavy stuff mm-hmm. but you get to a point that you can actually laugh about it or look at it and you know kind of Tunk yourself on the head and say, what the hell was I thinking doing that? I know. And, <laughs> That's and so, exactly right. So we're just going to relate some stories that we have mm-hmm. along those lines. And I've got to say that if you get to a point where you can laugh about things like this, you know you've healed. Right, right. And I, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's a huge, huge point. Yeah, and not everything is laughable. It's not, no. Yeah. I Th- think there's... Some things you... That, You'd never laugh about. Right. Yeah. Right. So some, and I have some examples of some things like that too, as we go through here, but I'm really sharing those from the standpoint of like that, that, that perspective of what the hell was I thinking? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ludicrous is the word I would put with it. And so, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of those as well. So, so I'm going to tee you up, you know, what's your first example here? My first example we share. Oh, goody. (laughs) The chair. Oh, the chair. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, gee, thanks. Oh, well, I can start if you want. Why don't you go ahead? Okay. Because you kind of started the whole sequence of events. Did I take partial responsibility for this for sure? Uh, It was close to my birthday, and Chad was having trouble thinking of things, and I kind of forgot that that was the case. <laughs> and so I I saw a chair that I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And I showed Chad. I yeah. said, oh. You saw it online. I saw let's, it online. Let's clarify that. Yeah. Yes, I did. I saw it online. And I just showed it to him quickly and said, that looks kind of cool. I wonder what it would look like in our place or something like that. And it was a nice color, too. It had a real vibrant blue to it, yeah. you know, which would blend very nicely with the colors that we have. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, on my birthday night out with you, 
I got a package. <laughs> and a, a present. It was a present. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a picture of the chair. Chad had bought the chair for me. It was from China. Now, <laughs> now, now, to my defense, what you left out was that you actually said to me, oh, this would be a great birthday present. Did I say that? You did. Oh, then this is all my fault. <laughs> no, it's not, because I took the action to order the damn thing. <laughs> which, which, folks, you might get a sense from my reference to that damn thing as to where this is headed. Yeah, go for it, man. Okay, it's okay, so, so I did order it, and I was excited, and I was a little bit hesitant because I thought, okay, where are we going to put it? Mm-hmm. You know, once it gets here, and I hope it's not too big and bulky, because <laughs> it looked great because it was kind of a lounge chair, and and it had arms on it that could fold out, yeah, so that you could turn it into a, a lounger. That's right, the, the way that they bed. describe it, right? So I I, I, I ordered it, and uh, I got a confirmation, and got uh, some tracking information, and they said I got a notification that it shipped, and so I'm excited, and it's coming. Six months later. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You know, I, I got a I got a message that says, oh, you know, it's coming from China. It's going to take longer. And we had to actually reset the order and, and ship it from another location. And so it was going to take a little bit extra long. And it took way longer than what they told me. But it finally arrived. And my concern was, you know, we live on the third floor uh, in, in a building here where there is no elevator mm-hmm. and the stairway is kind of narrow. It's an older building. And my concern was how, how is a delivery person going to get it upstairs? Yeah. And, and I happened to be home that day. Well, you happened to be home. So you took the delivery, they got it up and in, and I got this, this message that said, Jed, the chair's here. And I thought, okay, where is it? Where did they leave it? Did they leave it downstairs or where did they leave it? Because I was concerned it was going to be so big and I was really worried about if they left it downstairs, how am I going to get it upstairs? Uh-huh. And so I said, well, how, how big is it? Can you take a picture of it? And <laughs> you said, you said it, it's in the apartment. I said, oh, okay, so take a picture of it and show me how big it is. And, the, you know, the picture it was tough to tell for sure how big it was, but it looked small. Compared, and you asked? Yeah, and I, and I asked. How <laughs> heavy is it? I asked, how heavy is it? <laughs> and you said, it's it's not too bad. I thought, oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> so I got home. You weren't here when I got home. I know. And I have to say that it was not computing in my mind the way it was in yours. Right. Like, this is small and very light. Right. <laughs> And, and I got home and I saw the box as, right as I got into the doorway and I just moved it a little bit just to see if, how heavy it was. And it was not heavy. It was It was light. <laughs> and I honestly, I delayed opening it because I just kind of figured what was coming. <laughs> and uh, I ultimately opened it up and this chair looked exactly like it did in the picture. So it, visually, they represented it well. Mm-hmm. But this chair was made for a child. and Which was not in the advertisement. Which was not in the advertisement <laughs> because the way that they had it pictured, they had it amongst other furniture, and it looked proportionate to the other furniture. Uh-huh. So it was just really kind of funny because one of the comments uh, on their website 
said something about, well, my husband fell asleep in it the other night and slept all night there. I and it's called like, bull. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you did. And so, you know, it's like, so I, I, I wrote the company back and I said, you know, this isn't uh, at all what I was expecting. You know, this is unacceptable. And they said, well, you're, you're welcome to return it, although you have to pay for shipping back to China. So $140, $150. And, uh, you know, it could take a number of months, and we won't refund you until we actually receive it, if they ever receive it. I added that in, uh-huh. you know, because, you know, who knows? And so it's like, screw it. You know, I'm just, I'll, I'll keep it and find a home for it. And we did find a home for it. So, so you know, here we are all excited. Yeah, we're all excited. This this chair is coming in and uh, it gets here in this major disappointment. And it cost uh, a fair amount of money. It did. And I feel just terrible Well, no, that. but but see, now this is where it becomes laughable because it, it is, it you know, in hindsight, you know, it's now hilarious. that I'm, now that I've gotten over it <laughs> and, and we found a good home for the chair. For, so, with, for a child. For a child. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not a guy like me that's six foot five. Yeah. So, you could rest one leg on it. Right. If you were going to take a nap. Right. So, so there, you know, you know, it wasn't really a tragedy, you know, when you think about the, the bigger things in life, but you know, it was a major disappointment. It and, was. And, and but it, it's funny. It's funny. It makes a good story. And as my daughter says, Dad, that's a good story. You should tell it at parties. So, all right. What else you have? What other What other examples do you have of of things that maybe weren't so pleasant when you went through them, but now you can look back and kind of chuckle? Uh, the first time my kids heard me swear. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I never was a swearer. You've been a bad influence on me, actually. I am Chad. a cusser. I've got a potty <laughs> mouth. Uh, it was at a time where we had just moved to the different city. And I was teaching full-time and taking college courses, you know, raising two kids, doing the whole thing. And on top of it, I was cleaning homes on the weekend. And the kids would come with me. And so they'd sit in the back seat, and I would put all the cleaning supplies in the trunk. And I got all the cleaning supplies in there and then tried to put the vacuum cleaner in, and it wouldn't go. And I was so tired yeah. from everything. And just, I was frustrated and forgot they were in the back seat. And this was, it was nice out, so the windows were down. And I just laid a string of words out that... <laughs> that a sailor would be proud of. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And my kids were horrified because they'd never heard me talk like that before. And I was horrified because... I didn't talk like that around them. I've heard you talk uh, like (laughs) that now. I know. (laughs) On occasion, not always. You're pretty clean. But uh, my kids remember that. Do they? They tell the story about it. Yeah. Because they were six and eight and just like very shocked. Yeah. And and impressionable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I Actually, I have a, a similar story to that. I was driving with my oldest boy, who was probably about four at the time. And in our family, we had rules. You don't call people stupid. You don't call people dumb. You know, so we have rules around that. And if they used that, we would say, you know, uh, Jonah, 
we don't say stupid or we don't call poop people people stupid. <laughs> we don't call people poop either. No, we don't. <laughs> we, we don't. But but we have a rule in our family, Jonah. We don't we don't say this, we don't say that. So I'm driving and a guy cuts me off and this filth and foul and foul and <laughs> filth comes out of my mouth without remembering that my four-year-old Jonah is sitting in the back seat <laughs> in his car seat and we get past and out of that little episode and I hear this little cherubic voice from the back seat go, Dad, I have a new rule. <laughs> we don't say, and I can't say that, I'm not going to say the word, but it starts with an F and rhymes with trucker. <laughs> I have a new rule. We can't say in our family. Effer. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and, and I was just like, you know, so many things went through my head. It's like I'm just freaking mortified because I knew he was going to go home and tell my, my wife, you know, and, and she was going to have words with me. But then on the other hand, I thought, man, he said it with just such authority and conviction. I am proud of my boy. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so, it was just wild. He I, was I, the adult for a few moments. For a few moments, yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, so I don't know. I'll have to check with him and see if he remembers that story. So that was that was fun. So <laughs> How about you? I think, again, with, with my kids, one of them I have is uh, my third child, Noah, uh, my son. When he was... Uh, born we had really easy deliveries for the first two i mean literally within 20 minutes for for my daughter less than that for jonah and so we raced to the hospital knew that it was going to happen fast and we got there i was just frantic because i didn't want it to happen in the lobby and the nurses were just dawdling and taking their time and I was just, you know, frantic dad. And I left my car in the emergency uh, lane and I just, they weren't moving. They weren't doing anything. And it's like, come on, you guys, you have to get going. You guys don't understand. These, these, these kids pop out within <laughs> minutes of getting to the hospital. And so one nurse said, okay, well, let's get her, you know, into the, the, the delivery room or, or whatever room that we we're going to. And, and sure enough, here comes the kid. And, you know, one of the nurses is just scrambling around. You know, sir, they're going to tow your car if you leave it in the emergency line. It's like my kid's being born, okay? <laughs> you know, this is more important than a damn car getting towed. And so, you know, just I'm just a frantic dad and knew this was going to happen, and here it's happening. And it was just really stressing me out in the moment. But now, you know, you look back at it, and, and you can kind of laugh at it. Uh, he came out, and, and he was healthy, and he was a big kid. You know, he was well over 10 pounds when he came out. And he still came out that fast, just like, pew. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can see where you could laugh at that. I try to laugh about my 31 hours of labor and two and a half hours of pushing. And yeah, and I'm sorry to laugh to now because out. that's, yeah, yeah, that's that's really nothing to laugh at. But you're kind of laughing about I it right am, now. I am, yeah. because I, I got the best yeah. thing ever. Yeah, I've got yeah. My, my children. Absolutely, so. <laughs> absolutely. You got another one over there? Oh, sure. Okay. I've talked a little bit about this before. Like, I've been in abusive situations and I'm not laughing because that's funny it's just that I can laugh about this now I was divorced and it was 
at a time where there was still stalking and harassment, and there's a smear campaign going on. And I was alone most of the time. I was very sick. So I only had half of my hair. I was kind of puffy and everything. Doctors still trying to figure out what the hell is going on with me. So I was just maxed out emotionally. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, I, from somebody, and I can't remember who, they, they brought over Christmas candy for me. So I'm alone, and I thought, oh, I'm going to try a little candy. And I bit into the candy. I mean, I'm going through all this other stuff. Yeah. And my front tooth breaks off completely. Oh, no. Like, completely. So I'm puffed up. I have half my hair, and now I don't even have a front tooth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh, (laughs) but it it is funny now. It is funny because... You know, just one thing piled on another. <laughs> and that's, just, you know, yeah. it is. Um, it took a year to fix it. It really? took a whole year. I had to wear this flipper tooth. So with oh, yeah. my tongue, yeah. I could make it, you know, flick. <laughs> it was just awful. I looked horrible. And then it cost me $5,000 to replace one tooth. So if a guy, so if a guy was hitting on you and and you really weren't into him, you could just kind of flick your tooth a little bit and he'd just like back off. No one was interested in me. I had no hair practically. Oh. I looked terrible and now I didn't have a front tooth. So it took a whole year, $5,000 and I also had to go to Target that day. There was no choice. I mean, I was out oh, no. of so much stuff. So- and so a friend brought over this glue, dental glue, yeah. thinking that I could glue my tooth back on. And so I'm trying so hard. I thought it was going to work. I was being really positive. Yeah. <laughs> no. Didn't work So at all. I ended up having to go to Target by myself with no front tooth. And I wore a hat and glasses and kept my head down. <laughs> Because I didn't want to run into anybody and have to talk. Oh, can you imagine? No. (laughs) The shame. (laughs) That's funny. I was looking beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Well, you look beautiful now. Oh, you're nice. Thank you. Yeah, my little (laughs) toothless girl. (laughs) Oh, I'm kidding. So I have an example here. You kind of said that uh, you were talking about trauma, and it's not really something to laugh at necessarily. But I think there's some levity that comes in situations where that can be involved in. And one of them that I have, while it's not really funny, and I, I want to be serious about the the alcoholic part of this story, mm-hmm. but I also think that this is a situation where I look back and it's like, what the hell was going through my head, you know, this time? And in a very, very dark way, it's a little bit comical. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it's, it's really... Uh, an example of, of how twisted my mind was at that time. So sadly, I, I drove while intoxicated at times. Mm-hmm. And this time I had driven out and I suddenly realized I'm in a parking lot that I didn't recognize. I mean, this was in my neighborhood and I was in a parking lot that I didn't recognize. It looked kind of like a shopping center or maybe a church or 
you know, maybe an office complex or something, but I, I couldn't place it in my mind. And I didn't know how I got there. That's the scary part. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And so this, this is a very, very serious, you know, situation. I drove out of that lot and I just started driving and I couldn't figure out where I was. And I kept driving until then I started, I recognized uh, a crossroad and I, I made my way home. Well, several years later, I figured out where I was. I happened to, it's ironic because there's sirens going in the background here. I know, here. I was thinking that. So, okay, so a little bit of humor <laughs> tossed in through the universe. Thank you, universe. Uh, where I realized where I was, I had driven into the parking lot of the police station. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. And, you know... Shame on me. I mean, li- really, for real. I I was driving drunk, and that is unacceptable, flat out unacceptable. Mm-hmm. The fact that I ironically had driven to the police station is is ludicrous, and it is in hindsight a little bit comical. And the irony is 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 just dripping off of that entire situation. Yeah, just like the sirens right now. Well, right, exactly. Uh-huh. And so while it's not like, you know, drinking and driving is not a funny thing. That is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. But the the irony of ending up in the police station parking lot, that is kind of comical in a very, very dark and twisted way for me. So. Well, thank you for the very dark and twisted yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have something that's a little more light? I do. <laughs> okay, bring it on. Uh, when I when I used to teach younger children, there would be Christmas programs every year. And what I learned as a teacher is that you watch for sick children while you're getting ready to get on stage. Yeah. <laughs> because... At least one kid pukes during a Christmas program every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I've seen videos, yes. Yeah. So the first few years that it happened, I was kind of horrified, almost like it was my fault. But it's honestly hilarious. And I, I had a video taken one time of one of the Christmas programs, and there was a little boy, cute as a button, right in the front row. They end... The second song, and he projectile vomits. Oh no! <laughs> First row, so he's close to you know yeah. <laughs> the audience, and it just shoots out and goes everywhere. And I brought it home, the video, not the puke. <laughs> <laughs> I brought the video home for my family to watch during Christmas time, and oh my god. They laughed so hard. They were crying. Yeah. I mean, we all just had tears rolling down our face watching this little kid who's maybe five years old projectile vomit all over the front of the stage and into the audience. (laughs) So I wonder I wonder if if those people laugh at that. The parents and and the child now laugh (laughs) at it. I'm sure they do. I hope they can. Yeah. Yeah, You know, at the time, you're kind of horrified if it's your kid. Because sometimes it was my kid. Right. I, I get it. Right. But it is funny. It is. So when you said child, it made me think of a childhood story that I have. Ooh. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it doesn't involve projectile vomit, though. <laughs> okay. So I remember getting up. It was uh, Saturday morning, and I went down to breakfast, and uh, a couple of my sisters were sitting at the table, and I was going to have some Cheerios. And I remember that very specifically, I think, um, that for some, well, maybe because this was kind of traumatic for me, <laughs> but it was a brand new box. And I was sitting there and I was trying to open the box and I couldn't get it open. I couldn't get it open. And finally, I just had an outburst, an angry outburst and slammed the box down and left the table and just walked away from breakfast and I was just so angry because I was made to look like a fool in front of my sisters, you know, and that's something that as a kid, you don't want to do because that sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Well, it sticks with me because they bring it up every now and then. Hey, Chad, <laughs> do you remember that time that you got so pissed off because you couldn't get the box of cereal open? It was because you had it upside down and you were trying to open the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and they still rail me on that. So, <laughs> oh. You're pointing at me? Yeah, you, it's, you're up. Okay. Tee it off to you here. Um, hmm. I'd say, well, I went to college, and it was like the first or second day. And, you know, you're scared. Everything's new. Yeah. And I put on my favorite outfit, and I was ready to go. And I come out of my dorm room, and then there's this crosswalk. That all cars are, and any vehicle of any kind is supposed to stop at this crosswalk for the college students to walk through. Yeah. Well, I was coming back from a class, and I stepped off the curb, and I heard somebody scream, No! And then I was hit by a bike. Oh, no. And the <laughs> biker came and helped me up and said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I wasn't looking. Were you hurt? I was hurt. I had, I was cut up a little, and my, my whole outfit was ripped up and everything. Oh, no. And I'm laying there in the middle of the street, <laughs> and then my high school boyfriend comes by, and just kind of gives me a quick hug and looks like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and and took off for his class. Didn't but, stay to help you? Well, I think he could tell that I was so humiliated and embarrassed. Okay. And he didn't want to make a big deal over it. But he, he could tell that I'd been hurt. And <laughs> I just think, what biker, what adult biker says, are you okay? I wasn't looking. <laughs> because I am so careful on streets, you know that. Oh, I know that. Like yeah. I, I'm kind of scared of traffic and stuff. So yes, it wasn't you've, you've, like you've pulled me back from the side of the curb when we're waiting at a light. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there's I've got a whole story behind that too. But anyway, I yeah, what biker does that? And it, I I'm already afraid of streets and traffic and things like that. And I did look. Mm-hmm. That it was like I must have been, in, it must have been a blind spot. I don't know, but I always do the left, right, left at least once. So it wasn't that I wasn't looking; the biker wasn't looking. Mm-hmm. Well, he admitted that. Yeah, yeah, he did, and I can laugh about it now. When you think about it, it's kind of funny in a way. Because right, but if you're new on campus and, and uh, you, you're just a, 
run over to shreds and, you know, yeah, the humiliation and uh, all of that. <laughs> Think about what that looked like yeah. to other people. Oh, sure. It, it was a person beside me that screamed no. Like, no, don't, you know. Yeah. And I, yeah, getting hit by a bike hurts like hell. Better a bike than a bus. Yeah. That's what I always say. Yeah, at least I lived. Well, starting now, I'll say it. I never <laughs> said it before. So. No. So I have another one here. Okay. Um, and this one's a little, well, you know, they start out kind of somber and, and get comical. So when I finally made the decision in my own mind that I was going to ask for divorce, one of the biggest things that was keeping me from doing that was how would it impact my kids? Now, let's let's be clear. My kids were basically grown at the time. Mm-hmm. Two of them were in their mid-20s, and one of them was about to be uh, 20. And, you know, it was really the last big hurdle that I had to reconcile in my mind and in my heart about making this big decision that would affect everybody. And so I I made that statement to my now ex-wife, and then we we're figuring out how we were going to tell the kids and we decided to have them come over to the house for dinner mm-hmm. and we would tell them collectively rather than one-on-one. And when we sat down to dinner, there was um, one child uh, and then my ex and then another child and then me and then another child. And so we were just around the table like that. And so we ate dinner and then towards the end of dinner, I said, you know, and I was terrified to to make this announcement, and my ex didn't want to do it. Uh, she told me I should do it, and I was terrified because I just I could only imagine what it would be like to hear that your parents are getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And as as I was working my courage up to talk about this and trying to figure out what to say, you know, it just these feelings just became more and more intense. And so I started my little spiel and I said, well, so the reason that we wanted you guys to come over for dinner is that we have something to tell you. And as soon as I said that, out of the corner of my eye, I could see my youngest, Noah, starting to smile and almost giggle. And I'm going, what the hell is going on here? And I said, so I just kind of just was going to be matter of fact. And I said, your mother and I have decided that we are going to get a divorce. And they all, all three kids just started smiling and going, yeah, we knew. And it's like, (laughs) so here I had been so worked up about all this. It's like, well, what do you mean, you know? Well, you know, obviously you guys haven't been getting along for a long time. And Noah said, oh, yeah, Dad, by the way, I saw the divorce papers in your car when I borrowed it the other night. Oh, wow. And and so, you know, here I am, just all emotional. And I was emotional at that time because I felt so, it was the end of of something, uh, you know, and I was changing the course of my kids' lives in some ways, you Mm -hmm. know, changing something major in their lives. And uh, I, I felt horrible about it. And here my kids are laughing about it and saying things like, you know, we just want you and mom to be happy. And it wasn't nearly as big of a deal. And as I look back on it now, it's just, it's hilarious because I thought it was just going to be this huge somber moment, but it was, it was just kind of like, I think it was a relief that, that it was finally out there, but it was like, 
not at all what I expected. Right. You know, but it's it's it speaks volumes for my kids and their maturity through this, and they're willing to uh, hear things out and process them process things appropriately. And so I, I'm very appreciative that they received that information like that. But it's again, it was like not at all what I was expecting. Yeah, we know, Dad. Wow. <laughs> So that's something. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it can be real traumatic for, for kids at any age, really, you know, um, but, but again, I think they saw it coming. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, do you have more? Well, I, I have another one. Yeah. I, and it I has, do too. it has to do with you and me. Oh. And this is when we first met two years ago. This was, I think it was, I don't remember if it was the first time we were, uh, yeah, I think it was the first time that we had met mm-hmm. and but we we had a couple of days together because you had come in from about 200 miles away yes. and uh, you were visiting somebody else there as well and we spent and so ended up spending some time together and you were over at my place and we were sitting out on the balcony and I wouldn't let you leave mm-hmm. and you were wondering about that and, and we, we've talked about that a little bit before I think yeah uh, and the reason that I didn't want you to leave was because I was trying to muster up the courage because I really liked you, and I was really, really attracted <laughs> to you and and all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I didn't want it to, to the night to end. And not that I was trying to, you know, get you in the sack or anything like that, but I just wanted to spend more time with you. And then we kind of wrapped things up, and we were, I was walking you down to the car, and there's a pond uh, at the place that I lived at at the time, and it had a fountain in it, and you know it was, it was a it's decent pretty. sized fountain. Yeah, it was a very pretty area, and so I just to prolong things and to try to muster up the courage, uh, and I was terrified at this point. I was I I didn't want to overstep bounds. I I wasn't sure of myself. I was like a schoolboy going through this the first time. You know mm-hmm. that crazy feelings that I hadn't felt in years. Butterflies. Butterflies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Big butterflies too. So I, I suggested we take a walk around the pond just to, you know, to extend the night. And I was just thinking, oh, I, I want to hold her hand. I want to hold her hand, but I don't dare. What if she doesn't like it? What if she doesn't like it? And so I finally found myself. All of a sudden, I'm just turning to you, say, "Do you mind if I hold your hand?" It was so sweet. <laughs> I was so terrified, <laughs> and you said yes, and I put my hand in yours. I get it. I, I'm mimicking the motion right now, but I can I can still feel that in, in the moment. And it's like, oh my God, I want to kiss her. I want to kiss her. Do I dare? Do I dare? And I didn't ask you about that one. Uh-uh. I, I just grabbed you and, and laid one on you. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was just, I was so terrified in the moment and I was trying to do everything right and, and not scare you off and, and not do anything improper and, and, we can laugh about it now. We can laugh about it now. <laughs> because, and you you didn't scare me off, obviously. No, obviously <laughs> not. So, But that was just kind of comical. I have so many things I laugh about. I laugh a lot. Yeah, you, you know do. That. But that's okay. That's okay. good. I actually look for things to laugh about. Yeah. And Well, with me around, you don't have to look very far. No. <laughs> Chad can do different voices and... He gets me to, I I can't even stop laughing because he's so funny. Maybe someday I can talk you into doing that. Maybe. Uh, When my kids were in high school and my my son was getting ready to go to college, 
I told my son that I was going to get him a car for college and that he would hand down his car that he had right then sure. to his sister. Yep. And so we got the new car and um, he drove it into the garage and then my daughter drove her car, which had just been my son's car, but now was hers, drove in behind. And they came in and they were excited and then there was somewhere that they needed to go. I can't remember what it was. And my son said to Mandy, well, I'm a better driver, so I'll drive. And she was kind of ticked off, but she just let it go. And she got in the passenger seat. And he backs up into my daughter's car. Oh, no. Because he's a better (laughs) driver. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The better driver. Yeah, I'm going to show you too. And I was watching because there was a, there's a window door that led into the garage. So I'm watching this happen and it's a slow crunch. Oh no. And I was a really tired mom at that point. Yeah. Did they hear you cuss like a sailor (laughs) again at that? No, no. Here's what I did. They looked at me with huge eyes like, what's going to happen now? Yeah. And I just looked at them, and I turned around, and I closed the door and walked away. Because <laughs> I just had it. Classic. It like, really? Really? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know? So my daughter, it, it, nothing happened in my son's car. Yeah. But my daughter's front part was crunched, and I couldn't afford to fix it. So sure. she had to drive around with that crunch side. <laughs> Because my son's the better driver. <laughs> Too funny. And both my kids are good drivers. Yeah. You know, it's just something that happened. Right, <laughs> right. But you can laugh about it now. Oh, sure. So um, I think with that, we uh, are about at the end of this episode. But I think it's really important to, as you're going through even the tough times, know that, you know, maybe sometimes there's going to be something coming out of it that eventually that you can, you can laugh at it. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, even in the tough times, kind of like you said before, is that when you are able to start looking at it from a lighter perspective, maybe even laugh about it or maybe see the irony in it, you know that you're healing from it. Yeah. And so... And, and there are things that just are never laughable. Oh, Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but to the extent that you can, and, you know, I think what it really is, is, is being able to put it into perspective mm-hmm. down the road at some point in time. And, and if you can get a chuckle out of it, all the better. Absolutely. And there you go. Absolutely.